Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. inside source, very close inside source to the situation, and I'm telling you, the way they structured that deal was fluff. It was a fluff deal. They was taken away. They The, the deal was not $27 million. I'm telling you this to be true. Okay. It was not $27 million. They put a lot of fluff there. It was like $20 million. and if he did this and did this and did this and did this and this, he would get, you know, it was some so not obtainable uh, deal uh, in, that, in that structure. So the way they posing it, like they offered him $27 million, that's not true. They only offered him so much, but then he, all the other stuff was fluffed in. And he was like, no, I'm, you know, his agent was like, no, I'm not doing that. Because it's not, it's not even acceptable on par with some other deals. All right, people keep bringing this up in our uh, on our text line, 704-570-9610. So we wanted to let you hear that. That was a caller to KB show yesterday. Now, again... You know, take it for what it's worth, right? Take it for what it's worth in regard to what he's saying. Um, but that is a call that a lot of people were referencing that, hey, the five-year, $27 million deal, you know, it wasn't just, it wasn't rock solid, right? There were other aspects of it to bring it up to $27 million, which I think if that was the case, I could see why Brian right. Burns and company would be upset by it. But it's not like we can verify that. Joe Person himself was on with us last hour, and he said that, you know, he stands by five years, $27 million, but he doesn't have specifics on, like, guaranteed money or, or signing bonus or things like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the guaranteed money, if the guaranteed money's real low, that's going to be a hang-up as well. So NFL is always it, about that guaranteed money, while baseball ends up about the years, right? Baseball is always, they haggle over that extra year or whatever. Football is always about the the guaranteed money most of the time when there's these holdups. Yes, that's a big part of it, the structure of it. Because, yep. again, the base salary money, there that's not guaranteed. So the only money that's guaranteed, that signing bonus, the bonus money that's prorated throughout the contract. But you could have a $38 million salary in your final year, and they could cut you and owe you nothing, except yeah. what, except the prorated portion of the signing bonus for that last year. So um, there, there's a lot of things we don't know about it. And, and Bosa it, obliterated the market for the Burns position, too, here, which causes a lot, a lot of this stuff, the, the guaranteed money and the bonuses. And the Bosa just went bonkers on his deal. Here. That's the thing is TJ Watt previously was at $28 million a year. That was the highest deal for an edge rusher. Nick Bosa then goes $6 million higher. I can't do the math fast enough to get to figure out what percent that was, but that's a big jump, right? So that played a role in this as well. And the Joe Purser report said Burns wanted 30 and the Panthers were offering five for 27. But again, we don't know all the finite details of it. But I just wanted to talk through some of the narratives, Bone, that were out there on Twitter. Because Panthers Twitter was going crazy over this. You then had Josina Anderson. She kind of sounds like she's standing up for Brian Burns in this whole thing. She put out a tweet Founder has the audio of that tweet, Mac. He did a Google Translate, so if you want it read, we can just have the uh, the Google Voice do it for us. You have that? Uh, is that a real thing? Is yeah, that really happening? 
Yeah, you were paying attention during the break. We can, oh, yeah. Hey, you want me to give yeah. it a rip right here? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, let me hear this. All right, here we go. It's Yeah, it's a long Technology, one. man. It's very interesting that the Carolina hashtag Panthers are currently electing not to give Brian Burns a new contract in his preferred range. Burns' target figure, likely based in production, being a franchise and community face, and the annual financial growth of the league, etc., is still well below Nick Bosa's average of $34 million a year, a top-of-market metric set under the cap threshold for last season. The hashtag Panthers already assigned additional value to Burns when they also reportedly rejected a trade offer for a minimum of two first-round picks in 2022 for him, around the same time the team dealt. Christian McCaffrey the idea for any team, including the 2-15 Carolina Panthers, is to retain its best players, especially in a scenario where a starting quarterback is on a rookie deal. In my mind, the hashtag Panthers should be considering how hashtag Burns could react to the expected tag <laughs> and in any potential aftermath if a tag and trade doesn't come to pass. I'm sure the Panthers can already visualize what that picture potentially looks like, as I'm equally sure they'd be remiss to accept any compensation less than the deal rejected in 2022. Lastly, oh, the more. hashtag Panthers own players are likely to be observing how Burns is currently being handled, as are future free agents. As I've underlined repeatedly, the energy and morale in the building is just as important as it is detectable. From my experience of watching hundreds of these situations unfold, direct communication is always necessary with players, especially the stars. Potentially floating offers to the press to protect optics, despite minimal contact with players, should never be the focus with any player or any team. In my opinion, especially in situations where all options are knowingly on the table, the focus should always be on having good players who certifiably produce for immediate impact for the fan base. There you go. There you go. That is that AI that Justine one, Anderson. One tweet? That, that is like two minutes. That's the, way, the longest um, tweet in the history of Twitter X. It's got to be. Also, I'm curious, Flounder <laughs> found that voice. What else does Flounder use that voice for? <laughs> does she talk to you at night, Flounder, when you're alone? No, no. <laughs> you type out things for her to say to you? <laughs> Good night. Good night, sweetheart. Flounder you're is right. hot. There you go. I had a feeling I had a feeling that could be used for your purposes of ego boosting. All right, so uh, Jeff, AI Josina said a lot there. Um, uh, but Idiot I thought is bald. She, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no. Flounders found a new toy. A new toy. So anyway. Remember she, I used that one time when I lost my voice and it broke down because Selenia just wanted me to type in dirty words? Yes, that did happen. That did happen. And I have a feeling we're headed down a similar path right now with Flounder over there enjoying himself. So anyway, um, she's, she's sticking up for Burns. She's saying, hey, this is going to upset future players. If Burns doesn't get paid, this is going to make him unhappy if he's tagged. She also criticizes the Panthers floating uh, the offer to the press. She is accusing them of being the one that has the leak. So there's a lot going on where she's defending Burns. Two of the narratives that were out there in Panther Twitter bone yesterday. One is this show person report proves Brian Burns is greedy. He's a greedy bum. Do you think this paints Brian Burns as greedy? No, I, I mean, again, the, the money situation at that level, we can't relate to what goes on and, the motives behind players and, and what they want. I think both sides, Mac, have been an issue here. Brian Burns may have overvalued himself a bit. That goes without saying. And the Panthers may have not budged for a long time on their side. But my whole thing has been, in these situations, we can, we can put blame here, put blame there. At some point, 
they're not that far apart to not get something done soon. They're not $10 million apart, 12 years apart. Like we talked about in baseball, they're not three years apart here. They're very, very close. They're haggling Mac over at that level a couple million dollars. It's not really that far apart here for someone to settle here this whole thing. Yeah, I, and I still wonder. Like this, if you, is, this is settleable here, man. Go to 28 and a half and it, let's meet there. Hell, if you want to go to 29, just do 29, whatever, and, man. And I wonder how Burns' uh, year that was, listen, disappointing. He admitted it himself, right? Statistically disappointing. There are reasons for that. Not being able to rush the passer as much as a lot of the other elite rushers or as much as he has in the past because we were never leading. But I still 13% think. percent of the time. Yeah, that's all we were leading. So it makes it hard to get out and rush the passer because that's when, the you know, you get to get after and pin your ears back when you have leads and we didn't have one for one snap in the fourth quarter. So I think you got to factor that in. But I, I'm not going to call him greedy. It's a business thing, man. He's got a number in his mind he wants. And I, and I really believe, and we talked about this with Joe Person, J.J. Jansen was in studio. We talked about this with him. I really wonder, Bone, if it never came out in 2022 that the Panthers turned down two first and a, a second for him. I really wonder if he would have accepted 27 yeah, but the, it uh, per year. But the fact that he knew, oh, you want, you want, you like me so much, think so much of me, you wouldn't take two firsts and a second? Are you kidding me? Oh, we are going to ask for the sun and the moon. Because most teams that like a player that much go out of their way to get a deal done with that player. Only Scott Fitterer and company, Bone. Would, yeah. would turn that down, but then not be able to sign the player. And I think it's a big one of the biggest reasons why he lost his job. That and, of course, you know, a, a lot of bad personnel moves and deals that didn't work out and all that sort of pesky stuff. Jay, Jay from Stallings asked a question, and I have a comment on it. He asked about how involved is Tepper in a situation like this. I do wonder, though, off that comment from Jay, thank you. Um, these situations right here have to kill David Tepper. Because he can do whatever he wants in the world with money, and he's got all the money. He's worth, what, $20 billion? But there's a cap, and, and there's there's parameters in place when it comes to signing a player, Mac. So I wonder if David Tepper, Mac, looks at it as like, he could, he would just give this guy one, two, three more million dollars, right? Hey, just give the guy, pay him $32 million, whatever. That's probably Tepper's mindset in the everyday Although world. Although Tepper's very big on value. You read a lot of articles, uh, he's very big yeah. on value. Because of, you know, be, because of the business he comes from. But this has to kill so, him a little bit, though, that he can't just solve this by adding a few well, notes. Well, we've, we've both heard that he was none too happy about this. And that might be none a reason why. None too happy that you turn down all those assets, and then you can't get him under contract for your own team. I have heard so, that um, this was a big deal with the the the, uh, the Fitterer stuff. Definitely, definitely Not just is. the draft choices, but the fact that you couldn't get this done, and it's still going on. Uh, even before the season started last year. I'd give him $27, 28000000 million. I would have done it last year. I'd give it to him this year. He's a $25 uh, million multi-pro bowl pass rusher. Those guys don't grow on trees. He's athletic enough to drop into coverage and, 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 and not be somebody that's a liability. He's very athletic. I think his run defense has gotten better. I, I would pay the man. Like, we've drafted this dude, and he turned out to be this. These are the sort of players I think you build around. We already traded away CMC and more. So I really want to make this work, but two have to tango. Whatever I'm trying to say. Takes two to tango is what I'm trying to say. It's not two have um, to tango. This, all right, so here's the... Hey, uh, you know, two have to tango. Here's the other narrative. The other narrative was people standing up for Burns and Josina Anderson. You heard A.I. Josina, a.k.a. Flounder's girlfriend. That's what the texters are calling her. And by the way, you, stop, stop hitting on her, okay, text line. 
Oh, people, right. people are now sending lines they would like her yeah, to some, read out to Flounder. Some guy named Bob. <laughs> we're now, we're some not guy named Bob's all in now. <laughs> uh, some guy has her saying, the Giants and the Tar Heels are amazing teams, and Flounder, you look handsome today. There you go. That is a suggestion. You know what? I type, did get I did get, I did get a fresh haircut, as <laughs> Willie P would say today, so she might actually say that. Type another compliment in for yourself. I, I'm, I'm addicted to, to your girlfriend talking to you. But what do you believe, Bone, like Joe? Cena said, and many Panther fans did yesterday. Do you do you think the Panthers deserve to be criticized because they the suspicion is they're the ones that leaked this information, and they did so because it makes Burns look bad and it makes their offer look legitimate. It happens all over the place, doesn't it? I mean, how do how do we think that people get information? It's it's one side or the other. So that this is how. This is how things operate. They're trying to get this thing done, and they, you know sometimes it happens that way. I don't think it helps, though. It may like, not help, but if, it's, what, if, it's what's done. I mean, it's not shocking that this is happening. In a negotiation, I don't think it's cool. I don't think it's cool to do this in a negotiation. In an, like, if this is what happened. Yeah, we don't I, know I do, for sure. I do think they're the ones that would benefit the most from this being leaked because they look like, hey, we offer $27 million. And I think it makes him look bad, and I think it leads to people calling him greedy. I don't think it's a cool move to do it in the middle of a negotiation and turn fans against your player. I, I, if that is what, the way this was intended to curry public favor, I don't think it's the coolest move. Like you said, though, it's not the first time it's been done. It's not the last time it will be done. But I do get that side of things from AI Josina about the hashtag Panthers and hashtag Brian Burns. Why don't you just... just got a haircut and damn, he looks good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, she's got to be a character on the show. Flounder's girl needs to be a character on the show. That's, she is tremendous. That's Alexa, right? That's the the one. That's the actual name of the one talking on that one. Right? Uh, or is I it, or think so. They have I different mean, it's, names. Good, it's through Google. I yeah, think it's I been know. the same for a while. We, so we have Alexa at the house. Text, I think it sounds text, like text Alexa. Line. Can you name Flounder's new girlfriend for the show? Oh, jeez, this is going to work out. Is this going to be better than when they tried to name JJ Jansen's long snapper reality <laughs> show? Uh, <laughs> I mean, she could have sports takes. I, there's a lot of things we could do with Flounders. Actually, I'm, I'm afraid that Jeff Rickard might cut costs and she could take Flounders' job at some point. <laughs> Matt is going home to sit on his couch and eat popcorn. <laughs> I don't. You're not lying, Alexa. You're not lying one bit. All right, how do you know that? Am I that predictable? Oh my god! Actually, at some point, Max wife's going to try to get an AI husband at some point. <laughs> Well, this is one of the most amusing things that happened on this show in a long time. Give us one more. Flat, have her, have her give us one more. What, over does, there. what does Max smell like on the average oh day? Oh, my Alex? God. Oh, God. We got to go there. Oh, hold on. Yeah. All right. She's thinking. Farts. Okay. Thank you. I'm so glad. so glad I asked for another now one. Now we've just broken down. I was thinking more like cheese or something like that. And your man Flounder smells like Dracar Noir. I'm sure. Flounder, how I'm about sure, this? honey. Jeff's going to love this. Will you give the, uh, well, let's give the tease on the way out. We've got Brad Spielberger coming up next. And we're going to talk about the uh, free agent wide receiver class. Pitt, oh, nice, nice. Pittman and Higgins and Ridley and maybe uh, some guys that are available for. She, she, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Brad Spielberger is not going <laughs> to register. Well and also, don't forget to put in sports radio. 92.7 WFNZ. We out. It's legal. <laughs> All right. So is this gonna work? Yeah. Let's see what work? happens. Here. Flanders programming. Rickard's having there. a heart attack right now. Listen to what we're trying to do here. He's not loving any of this. <laughs> I just want. I want to hear her host her own hour on the station. Say, I gotta Spiel, be honest. I want to hear her say Spielberger. All right. Let's see here. This is. 
Yeah, this is taking a long time. It's taking a long time. You are listening to Mac and Bone, probably get in trouble here. Uh, This is going to be longer than a Joe Cena tweet. Okay, I didn't put his last name, but here, she's going to give it a shot. Coming up next, Brad on NFL Draft Receivers, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back to the Mac and Bone Show on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Oh, she's tremendous. Our new employee is tremendous. Uh, cannot say enough about her. Yeah. And she's really taken a liking to Flounder. She really has. This is good. This could be, <laughs> do we want to put a voice on the show that can kind of work for free? Because Rickard might have her do all four hours. Very economical. Up. There's no doubt about it. Imagine a Panther Monday when they, you know, they lose by 20 and we say, hey, I just let, uh, that's Siri, right? Right there. What Siri handle it? And we could type out, you know, Sunday night. We could type out what she needs to say about the Panther performance the day before. And you know what I mean? We could just hang out at the house. Let her do the work for us. All right. Um, do you do you have another one, Flounder? You have that look Flounder in Flounder works very hard and deserves a raise. Thank you. I'm, that's what I've been saying. <laughs> this is shameless. This is very shameless. All right. So let's bring in another voice, shall we, on the show. No offense there to Syria or Siri or Edna or whatever the text. Edna. Yeah, some guy's calling her Edna. Um, let's go to Brad Spielberger. He is from Pro Football Focus. We want to talk to him about these wide receivers that could be available in free agency by trade. You know we got to ask him about the Brian Burns situation He's thinking well. these guys called twice before they can actually <laughs> sign players in the offseason. And uh, he joins us here in the show, uh, Brad Spielberger, PFF. Brad, what's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, doing well. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. We found a new toy, this voice that's talking to us right now. So we're like kids on Christmas morning, but we must focus now. We must get back to the task at hand. Before we ask you about this wide receiver group, whether it's free agents or, you know, guys that could be available in trade, and obviously the Panthers need help there, uh, this Burns thing has heated up lately because Joe Person here locally from the in, in The Athletic has reported that, you know, Brian Burns – the Panthers offered him five-year, $27 million a year la- uh, money last year. That would make him the third highest paid edge in the league, but he was holding out for more like 30. He then went out there and even by his own account, you know, had a disappointing year by his standards. What do you think, like, what do you think's a good value for Brian Burns that, that could be something both parties could agree upon? Yeah, you know, at this point, you know, the, the longer you wait, the more the market's going to go up and up and up. And obviously, we saw Nick Bosa sign a deal for $34 million a year last year. Obviously, I'm not saying he's going to get into those numbers, but, you know, that's kind of the nature of what happens when 
you know, a, a, a big contract comes through and rises every deal behind it. Now you're going to see Josh Allen in Jacksonville probably also get franchise tags like Burns, but as an argument to become, you know, the next $30 million per year edge rusher. So even if you don't think Burns is kind of on the, the level of the guys at that number, you look right now, T.J. Watt at 28, Joey Bosa at 27, those guys signed their deals, you know, three, four years ago. So that's just kind of how the market tends to go. Um, he is worth $27, $28 million a year. Maybe not 30, um, but, but certainly up in that area as one of the better pure pass rushers in the NFL. I know there was some, you know, some scattered production this past season, but a really, really good player, um, a foundational piece, a cornerstone of a defense, that's, that's his market. Brad, we're going to kind of go one by one here and analyze the wide receivers that are on the free agent market, their situation and, and how the Panthers might get involved in the fit for them. What do you think about Mike Evans? There's the, there's the connection with Dave Canales. Not sure what that means. If he just wants to get the most money, how do you think this plays out with really the biggest wide receiver out there in name uh, in Mike Evans as we approach free agency? Yeah, I think the Canals connection really matters because you, you saw an offense that really, really prioritized Evans and made him the focal point of the uh, the passing attack. And uh, all those play action deep shots always looking Mike Evans' way. You saw him, I think, attack more you know across the middle of the field um, on a lot of posts and different things, not just running a bunch of vertical routes you know, on the boundary. So it is probably a question of I think in the past he was willing to maybe take some less money, try to get a ring. He did that with Tom Brady. Does he still want to do that, or is he looking to now, at the end of his career, you know, cash out to a degree? He's still going to show up and be one of the hardest working guys in the building. I have no question about that. But is he prioritizing money a little bit? And that I think is the only way Carolina wins the you know, wins the negotiation here. It's not a very attractive spot from winning right away. Uh, but yeah, if they want to make him one of the highest paid wide receivers in the NFL, you know, twenty two, twenty three, twenty four million dollars a year. Then, uh, then, then they could be in the mix. Who, which ones do you think end up with the tag? It sounds like Evans won't be tagged because, because of his previous salary, the number will be so high. But are we looking at Pittman and Higgins tagged? What's your feeling on on which of the wide receivers get the tag put on them? Yeah, those two I expected. So, so I would be surprised if we don't get a tag for both the Higgins in Cincinnati and Michael Pittman in Indy. The one thing I would say about Higgins is. And I'm not saying I expect this or anything like that, but I think it's more likely that we maybe get a tag there and early negotiations go poorly and he demands a trade. And again, Cincinnati might not, you know, cater to that request or, or really care at all. They, they've, you know, kind of shown that they go about their business. They, they, they aren't going to be swayed by what a player says or does. Um, and the player is going to show up and keep playing. So nevertheless, obviously has the connection to the area as a former Clemson guy, Maybe there's a tag-and-trade scenario there, but most likely those two players are just, are just not available. Talking to Brad Spielberger, pro football focus, kind enough to join us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline here on the Mac and Bone Show. Brad, in terms of Calvin Ridley, how, how do you think he fits uh, what the Panthers are looking for? I think he'd be a good option. He's a, still a very good separator. I think he'd come in and be your move receiver, um, you know, and come in and you see him – Still a good route runner. People will talk about his drops, which no question were there. But you look at the first half of the season versus the second half of the year, and I think as he got his feet underneath him, got back adjusted to the you know speed of the NFL game after an extended absence, the drops came down. So I think it was just focus and getting used to getting hit again, and maybe you know maybe there was a little bit of thinking of the step he was going to take after he caught the football, 
and, and that led to the drop. So, yeah, Sully, very, very good player. Um, a, a guy that can be a total target hog, had 140, I think, targets this past year in Jacksonville, can win intermediate and deep, um, and, and keep for Bryce Young. Like he, he gets open. He's a good route runner, will create separation, and actually show his numbers and, and, and you know, be open, um, you know, which will go a long way in this offense. That was near the bottom of the NFL and pretty much any separation metric or tight window throw metric, anything you could find, the Panthers were, receivers were not getting open. Uh, the next group after that, I would say, gets you into the um, Marquise Brown area, Gabe Davis. Um, I would even throw maybe Michael Will- Mike Williams in there. There's talk he could be released to save $20 million against the cap by the Chargers. Do any of those guys, like if, that, if the Panthers draft somebody at 33 and then go get what, Gabe Davis, Mike Williams, or, or Marquise Brown, like is that good enough? What, what do you think? I- I think they should do both. Um, you know, add a upper middle tier receiver if they can't get a, go after and take a big swing. I think Marquis Brown is kind of becoming a little bit underrated. When I watch him on film, still a guy that can create separation. That is a good te- you know player in traffic despite his size. Can make players miss after the catch. So you know, there's been some injuries and some up and down play in Arizona, uh, but the talent is still there. And then yes, I think you're sitting at 33 uh, if you're Carolina and there's a phenomenal crop of players funny we actually just talked about t higgins and michael pittman uh two guys that went 33rd and 34th overall mm. uh, a couple of years ago there always seemed to be you know, debo samuel went 35th or 36th yeah. overall like there's always guys in that range and this year in particular with how loaded this class is like i think the guy like troy franklin from oregon is still available at 33 um i don't know about brian thomas jr at lsu he, he might be climbing too much right now but like there's going to be a guy that is probably an immediate impact day one player. Ideally, you know, it's not always guaranteed like we saw with Jonathan Mingo, but but this receiver class is, is far more highly touted than last year. Brad, our ears perked up late last week and over the weekend when we, we found out that Seattle media has been talking a lot about the future of DK Metcalf with his situation and what they need to try to fix their roster with McDonald there now, and they were talking about what would a trade look like. Is it going to be like a Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown situation for Metcalf do you do you think that's possible that they would move on from Metcalf and would the Panthers have anything they could offer there is obviously the staff connection from the Metcalf years in Seattle or is that just something that seems a little too pie in the sky that he might be out there for the Panthers to get yeah it's a little surprising to me I think he's a perfect fit with, you know, with a good downfield passer and you know Smith a, a guy that can win obviously over the top um, you know, physical over the middle can, can obviously run after the catch and, and burn people in space. So it'd be surprising. Obviously they draft Jackson Smith and Jigbo, but I'm guessing if they were going to make a move, I know Tyler Lockett is like a Seahawks, like cornerstone and, and this great guy and they love him, you know, on the field and off the field. But I imagine he could be in theory, the odd man out, not a much younger and very recently extended DK Metcalf. Like I don't have the contract in front of me, but you're paying at that point, probably $30 million for like a season of Metcalf on his extension uh, if I were to look at the cash flow. So that would surprise me. You're definitely talking probably a first-round pick. Like you said, an A.J. Brown type of market. Um, maybe not quite as high just because you get no cheap years. You're immediately taking on an extension. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know if I see that one. But, obviously, Seattle, if they're talking about it, it's probably for a reason. 
That, uh, a lot of Panther fans have brought up Brandon Ayuk also. There's there's a lot of people that think he could get traded. He's got one year left. Brad is thinking, how many oh, wideouts do you guys need? Oh, we got a whole list of wideouts, Brad. <laughs> oh, we go all day. There's we no go all day. Hey, hey Brad's at home hey, with this, man. We've got a tight end list here too, Brad. <laughs> all right, we'll get to that next. We'll get to that next. And then O-line after that. Okay. And we get to the O-line list. Um, right. Brad Spielberger, PFF, trying to help us evaluate this group of wide receivers. So, the, you know, you hear it, the Brandon Ayuk trade talk going in the last year of his deal um how do you think that like do you think he becomes available and 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 what would it take obviously you then got to pay him to make it worth your while right what what do you think about that situation yeah so that one i think is more is more possible um you know san francisco just where they're at right now with so many massive contracts across their entire roster you know could they make it work yes do they want to pay two receivers, 23-plus million? That's where Debo's at, and I think Ayuk would, would top all of those guys and probably get $25, $26 million a year. I think he's one of the best route runners in the entire NFL. Uh, phenomenal after the catch, good hands. <laughs> can do really everything, and I don't think we haven't even seen the full scope of his powers and his skill set just because of how loaded that offense is. So, again, that, that, that's first plus. You know, you're talking, I don't know about two first-round picks, but definitely – a first-round pick and a day-two pick if I'm San Francisco, you are extending right away. Um, you have to. And the player does get a bunch of leverage when you get traded for top-end draft capital. You know, they can then kind of hold that over the new team because they know they're not going to, you know, bring them in for one year and, and not get a multi-year deal done. So, yeah, you're, you're looking near the top of the market at that point, um, which in my eyes is actually about $25 million per year right now. But Justin Jefferson, C.D. Lamb, you know, those guys are probably looking – to get an actual $30 million per year deal or, or around that number. Um, so, yeah, long answer short, I do think Ayuk is, a, is a, going to become a legitimate trade candidate. The Niners negotiate as hard as anybody. We saw Debo Samuel you know, request a trade before his deal got done, and it's just there's going to have to be some tough decisions in San Fran, and maybe Ayuk is one of them. All right, and, and the rub with the Panthers and the, free, and the wide receiver trade thing is not only do you have to pay them, but we don't have a first-round pick. You know, that's the, we are yeah. short on draft collateral already, and that gets people people into uh, Brian Burns. Would you be willing to trade Brian Burns to get collateral to get an IUK? Would you? Would you? Is that a good move for the Panthers? Are they better off signing Burns and then you know going after one of those free agents we talked about? Yeah, I mean, it would certainly help to, to rebuild your draft capital. Uh, it, you know, like you said, you don't have the first round pick. There have been a bunch of recent trades that have kind of chipped away at some of your, your, your stock there. So, um, you know, trading Burns, you're still getting a first-round pick. I think even though it's a new regime, it's going to be so hard to know there was a two-first and a second on the table from the Rams, um, and, and now you're not going to get close to that. I think you probably get a first and, and then a probably a day-two pick as well, um, but but not two-first at this point for Brian Burns. So, you know what, they're, they're, you can make an argument, and obviously they want to prioritize offense. There's a reason why they hired Dave Canales, and, and they clearly believe in, you know, offensive side of the football is how you win games in today's NFL. But at that point, you basically have Derrick Brown. Um, you know, J.C. Horman healthy is awesome, but Derrick Brown and just a bunch of question marks. Like, you can bring back Frankie Lugo in that scenario. You know, how do you kind of build out the rest of that defense without a – clear number one edge rusher, you probably at that point, I mean, probably the worst edge rusher group in the NFL if you do move on from oh, yeah. Brian Burns. So, yeah, it's, it's all fluid. It's all options they have to explore. Um, but, but I would probably lean towards keep your homegrown guy uh, and, and then try to add, you know, a, a free agent 
as well as the 33rd pick, you, you know, bring in a, a talented receiver there. Yes. All right, Brad, we'll try to leave you alone for a couple of weeks now. There you go. We'll call, yeah. <laughs> now, two weeks later, uh, be ready for the tight end conversation. All right. Sounds he, great. I'll, he, I'll be prepared. He is Brad Spielberger. He's always prepared at PFF underscore Brad on Twitter, part of the great PFF team. Thank you, Brad. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you guys. All right, there you go, Brad Spielberger, Esquire too. We didn't th- yes. we didn't put that in the intro, but he's got an Esquire on there too, so you ought to listen to what an Esquire says. Mac, I right. have an observation about Ayuk here. He's not the biggest guy, right? Six feet, two hundred pounds, but he's an exceptional route runner. When if you watch the broadcast, they talk about him maybe being the best route runner in the league right good now. Good yak guy. But when too. you think about his size and what he's good at, isn't he kind of in the mold of those Bama wideouts? that have had so much success that Bryce Young had at Bama as well along the way. He's not the -the over-the-top big guy per se, but he's that guy that can get the space and separation from route running that the Alabama guys often get. He'll get separation. He so gets isn't you. that kind of intriguing that Bryce, it kind of fits what Bryce Young was used to at Bama a little bit there for some of those guys? It is. It's just, if if he was a free agent, you know, signing, yeah. it'd be one thing. It's just, it's hard for me to think we're going to have the draft collateral to do it. You would literally have to be willing to sacrifice Burns. And I would rather sign Burns and go after like a Ridley yeah. than I would trade for Ayuk. But there are people on the text line saying Ayuk's not worth a first-round pick. Uh, Ayuk isn't that good. He's a product of the system. And I disagree entirely, man. He makes big plays. His yards per catch average is up there in the 15 range. When you're called the um, best route runner in the league, that's not just a system thing, man. Dude, that's, you must be pretty damn good to just stumble into almost 1,400 yards exactly. receiving. That's a lot. And, and he's not catching shorties either. His, no. de- his depth of target um uh, is is a good number in the 13 range average depth of target so to me he's a baller for, but for me it's i want to sign burns and then sign a free agent receiver and then draft a receiver as well but others would like to sacrifice burns in in, in order to get someone like i that, that's but the, but i'm with brad where does that leave you then at your pass rusher spots yeah. You're screwed. Yeah. You know? When we come back, it's the wrap-up. We get you set for the Canes and Hornets in action tonight. We've also got a Travis Swift, a Travis Kelsey, Travis Taylor Swift. Swift update. Yep. Sports Yep. Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. WFNZ. So if you check the podcast out on the show, there's a lot of Panther talk today. Joe Person talking about the burn situation a day after his report yesterday. JJ Jansen. Did he just walked by uh, talking again? about the burn situation. Yeah, he go, just left. Go check your podcast out uh, of the hours you missed. WFNZ.com, Apple, and Spotify. And yes, you are correct. 
JJ has been here so long doing interviews on three different entities that he is just leaving, and he got done with us two almost two hours ago. <laughs> I told him, I said, hey, Jorge Andres from WBTV, they've got a new sports show. He goes, oh, yeah, hit him up. Let him know him around. Oh, JJ's he, willing to talk, baby. He I loves think, it. I think he's a Rickard spy in the building, and he's trying to figure out what's going on while, while Rickard is on assignment. Is that what you – we we missed a chance to introduce her to Flounder's new friend over there. You know, Edna, uh, Siri, whatever we're actually – whatever name JJ, we're going JJ with. JJ and Edna are going to do a show together. JJ, <laughs> JJ and Edna in the evenings, right? You got Adam Gold, 7-9, um, and then we put J.J. and Ed on like 9-11. to 11. You know, I feel I feel like I'm going to pitch this to the Rick. Tonight, by the way, Adam Gold will, uh, well, maybe he's still on 7-9. What time y'all get going? The game's at uh, Utah tonight for the Hornets. Free game at 8. Okay. So maybe like one hour ago, yeah. I think. Um, and then you guys come on with the pregame. You and KB back together for the pregame. Uh, the Hornets, um, I actually missed them. I'm actually, I don't say this often during all-star breaks, during yeah, Hornet seasons, yeah. but the chemistry and the synergy and the way they shared the ball and played, uh, I actually want to see this group back again. Unfortunately, LaMelo is still out, um, still listed as out with that ankle situation. Mark Williams still listed as out, but the new look Hornets back in action tonight, nine o'clock tip against Utah. Flounder, why are you looking over here? I attempted to do what Bone likes to do. What's that? With our new friend. Oh, okay. I, I love so, Bone. Yeah. That sounds. You're attempting to do what Bone likes to do with our new friend. Hey, now. What, what direction? <laughs> what direction are we going in here, Flound Dog? Uh, you tell me. Uh, I don't know. I att <laughs> I attempted to put in I love gold yeah. like Bone does. Um, it did not work out great. I love G O L D. <laughs> no, it didn't work. Okay, all right, all right. She has hey, limitations. Scratch that one. Scratch yeah. that one. Yep. By the way, she's not perfect. In Flounder's eyes, she is. <laughs> Kane's in action tonight against Florida, and I've got your Swelsey update. This is what many of you are here for to get a Swelsey update. Bone, I was a little concerned when Travis did not join Taylor in Melbourne. Uh, for the first leg of the Australian uh, portion of the Ares Tour, I like them together. I'm happier when they're together, Bone, and they have been reunited, and they went to the Sydney Zoo together. They're in Sydney. She's performing um, uh, for the next few days in Sydney. They're back together. So, Swelsey fans, you can rest easy, all right? Yeah, you terrified me today. When you said they're back together, I thought I missed physically. It. I thought I missed some horrible news overnight or something. <laughs> no, like we're good yeah. physically. They are back together. All right. So anyway, let's go through some of these texts and see what we have, uh, Bone Man. As we get ready to wrap this up, Jeff Rickard coming up top of the hour. Um, WFN Zena is a suggestion for the name of our new uh, uh, lady uh, cast member on the show I think over there. No. That's a that's a no. <laughs> she did sound like a Xena. This texture says uh, this texture is comparing it to Michael Scott's computer telling Pam that he loves her long Tim. <laughs> Remember when Michael Scott had the talking computer, put the uh, eyes and the teeth on it? Yes, yes, yes. Um, another texter says it's like the episode of Big Bang Theory where Raj had a relationship with Siri. <laughs> so we have that comparison. And not to be outdone, there uh, someone is also predicting this could be like the new weird science where Anthony Michael Hall um, and his buddy created Kelly LeBrock. Uh, they think Flounder has created a woman. Me and Fitty together. Yeah. Those are WFNZ FanDuel texts there. Yes. Thanks to FanDuel for sponsoring uh, our text line. All right, let's we see. We love you long time. Uh, all right, there you, there you go. She got it right, unlike Michael Scott's computer. Uh, this texture says, I was dropping my kid off, and my son heard Willie P's goal call and asked, 
What was that, and why is he screaming? Sheer excitement. Sheer excitement. That's what Charlotte FC is all about. There'll be more screaming on Saturday night. Can I have you a see if Edna can say there's a goal by Swiderski and see what she sounds like? And then put, ah, like a scream afterwards? Yeah. Work on that. Oh, my goodness. Someone wants Willie P to join KB in the Blue Chew commercials while screaming about Blue Chew. It's a very specific request that Texter has. That is Peterbilt Panther right there, man. Peterbilt Panther? That's who came with that one. Uh, This texter says, let's see here, um, they would like Mark from Gastonia to get into a conversation with um, uh, Siri. They would like our new friend to talk with Mark, and they don't think Mark would notice. I don't want to give out any listener names that are very active on social media, but there was one listener we monitored for a while that was having a lengthy, I'm talking about, had to be like a week back and forth with an Instagram bot that he thought was real. And we all Ooh, knew. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He was talking about life. And we thought, oh, no. One of our guys is falling for an Instagram bot. He's about to get the link said for nine ninety nine to continue the conversation. I cannot believe Fetty did that, man. I cannot believe that that I, I happened. Didn't, I didn't say who it was. <laughs> and it wasn't marked on this one, although it probably happened to him, too. We have that. another texter here, 980 number, that was trying to warm up to do the Willie P impression yep. challenge and uh, now can't stop coughing. Too high-pitched of a voice. Uh, so they are now have the chronic cough thanks to trying to impersonate Willie P. Um, this text will get a rise out of you, Bone. Excuse me? Um, can one of you boys please explain to Smoke Ludwig how to say the name of NC State legend Vinny Del Negro? Oh, that's, and th- that is a moment that will never be forgotten on this station. <laughs> it will also never be aired again. Right, no, so no, no, that, absolutely not. Del Negro, sound it yeah. out with us now, Smoke. Sound it out. By the way, we've got uh, her attempt at the... Willie Pill, let's see if this stacks up with the other ones that we got earlier. Across to Swiderski, he scores. Ah, a beautiful strike from the Polish prince. <laughs> I gotta tell you, not, not a bad broadcast. That, that honestly, that like honestly it. sounds a lot like when he calls some of the opposing goals. To be <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see what else we have here. Mike Williams might get cut. You guys have any interest in signing Mike Williams? How do nope. you feel about that one? I would say no. He's injured all the time. He oh, was if you got him on a cheap deal, then maybe. But. He was injured last year. Uh, he's been he's injured. got 2,000 yard seasons. I think he had 800 two years ago. I don't know. I'd slot him in behind the Ridley, Marquise Brown, and Gabe Davis area. Yeah, if you're looking for I'd him, probably to, slot him in. He's in that not area. your number one. I mean, if you got on the roster, it's not the worst thing. But I, I don't know. I you don't. wouldn't make that your free agent signing no. over one of the other he guys. He turned 30 during the season. Ridley's uh, turning 32, which is surprising to me. Ridley's 30. Yeah. How'd that happen? Ridley's getting ready to turn 30. I guess what's what happened when you when you play some bets and missing seasons. I don't know. But it's weird because how old is DJ Moore? They're from the same draft. Uh, DJ Moore's like, what, 26 or something like that? Am I wrong in saying that? DJ Moore's 26. So how's Ridley from the same draft at about to be 30? He turns 30 in December. But yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's uh, crazy. Now, DJ will turn 26 in April. So DJ be 27. So it's what? It's about two and a half years difference, yeah, and they're for so the same draft. He got to – so Ridley was at Bama from 15 to 17. He's 29 now, so nine years. So he got to Bama at 20? I don't know his story. I, so I don't want to – I'm just saying that, that's – I don't know. I think it's a gamble if you sign him. You know what I mean? What do you think? I wouldn't bet on it. <laughs> All right, we got to get out of here. Jeff Rickard's coming up next, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, Mac, he, he, he got... 
he wasn't allowed to play college football his last year because he aged out. He was 19. I don't, I don't know what led to that. I'm not judging. I don't know. I'm just trying to read here. It's interesting. Anyway, so, yeah, that's an aspect to the Ridley thing, um, but I'd still take him. I think it would be an immense upgrade for our receiving core. Cajun Andy says Ridley was old as hell in college. This guy says Ridley was about the age of Chris Wenke when he was in college. I think you exaggerated a little bit there. Chris Wenke, I believe, was 48 years old when he joined the Panthers. I how, old, how old is Chris Wenke now? <laughs> um, uh, 93, I believe, at this point <laughs> in time. He's that old. Chris Wenke, uh, by the way. Uh, own sense, I don't think he's that old. He's 51 years old, <laughs> man. Right, there you go. Anybody over their 50s or 50 and over, I tell you, you're, you're aging, man. Yeah, that's Have trouble. Have a good rest of the day, Matt. That's trouble. Thank you. All right, we got to get out of here. Good work out of Bone. Good work out of WFNZNA or whatever we're calling her over there. Good work out of Flound Dog. You made a new friend today, Flound Dog. We're proud of you. You made a new lady friend. First time in years. Uh, thanks to J.J. Jansen for joining us on the show. Brad Spielberger as well. We'll talk to you tomorrow on a Friday that I wish we could call Football Friday, but I don't think we can. Um, Jeff Ricker, Colin Hogger next. I don't want to get bigger. I want to stay the same size for right now. My bad, my bad. Stop beer pong, Jesus. Finally, my name is worth something in this town. <laughs> I got so I know fired up, I put myself in the eye while you were talking. Coming up next, Charlotte Sports Today. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.